everybody. Welcome back to take two. Uh, so if it just just a little bit about. No, no, no. You need to introduce the fucking name of the podcast too. Okay. Well, welcome to No One Can Hear You Scream, hosted by myself and Ryan. And today we have a from 4G Flicks. From 4G Flicks, we have a special guest today, uh, James, the cameraman. Um, so I- ironic, ironic that I'm here for a podcast that doesn't require any cameras at all. <laughs> yeah, but he's here because he's a special guest because today we're talking about his I'm favorite horror. Movie. Special in the head. That's why I'm here. <laughs> he um, he's talking. We're talking about our, uh, his favorite horror movie. Movie. Only the f- horror movie I've really watched. <laughs> it's called The Thing. Uh, in 1982, starring Kurt Russell and directed by John Carpenter. Anyway, a little bit of background as to what I said in the start. Damn, this is deja vu. I feel like I've done this before. <laughs> we got ten minutes into the podcast and realized that only Ryan's mic was recording. Um, all courtesy of me. I'm a bit of an idiot. So the budget estimation, I will just give you a rundown of what happened there because we're not going to fake reactions because that's stupid. Uh, basically, the budget of the movie was $15 million. Ryan guessed, what was your final guess? Was it 10 million? No, he guessed 10 million. He, he did that for the box office. It was 10 million because you were like, I scooped past it because you went from 30 to 10. Um, so he estimated 10 million for the budget and it's 15 million and the box officer office officer uh, the box office he he um he estimated 75 million which it was 19 million six hundred thousand now we'll get into more of the reasons for later but uh, now I'm gonna have to do the whole recap portion of the movie again God have mercy I'll, on try, I'll try I'll try <laughs> 10 minutes of it and we realize oh. that oh. <laughs> uh, I okay, it, was like, it was like six minutes of just full reading. Oh my god! All right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, James and I will just go to the movies and we'll be back soon. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this, oh my god. We'll go watch the thing. I'm gonna watch the whole thing and then come back and you still be going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the movie opens on a spaceship crashing into Earth, which we later find out is home to the monster that infiltrates the group of twelve Antarctic researchers. Could you could. Um, we see a husky being chased across the snow by a Norwegian helicopter that is attempting to shoot it. The husky finds itself in an American research facility, and the Norwegians leave the helicopter, and one is killed in the process, while the other is left shooting at the husky. They miss, and hit George Bennings, played by Peter Maloney, in the leg, and Commander Gary, played by Donald Moffat, retaliates, and shoots the Norwegian. You're right there, James. I have itchy sideburns. <laughs> um, we are introduced to the rest of the team. Clark, the dog keeper, played by Richard Masseur. Windows, played by Thomas Waits. Blair, by Wilford Brimley. Copper, by Richard Dysart. Knowles, by T.K. Carter. Stir Crazy Palmer, by David Clennon. Childs, by Keith David. Norris, by Charles Hallahan. Fuchs, by Joel, Joel Polis. And saving the best till last, McCready, played by Kurt Russell. Fuck yeah, <laughs> McCready and Copper leave to the Norwegian base to discover anything that might explain the events that, ha- that occurred before. They find a melted block of ice, along with the charred remains of an unknown creature, and while they are out, the dog watches suspiciously, o- suspiciously over the team, eventually getting alone with the anonymous member. With an anonymous member, sorry. When the two get back to the base, Blair conducts an autopsy on the creature to find regular human organs inside its disfigured body. Later that night, Clark goes to put the new dog with the rest of the the new dog with the rest of the dogs, and after he leaves, it transforms into a hideous creature of blood and guts that kills most of the dogs in the pen. The group overhears and comes to rescue the surviving dogs by torching the abomination with a flamethrower. 
They conduct another autopsy on the new cadaver and discover that it is a creature that can imitate or transform into other life forms. The crew begins to grow suspicious of one another, and a few of the gang go to the spot where the Norwegians were operating to discover the spaceship that crash landed 100,000 years ago. They put two and two together and determined that the Norwegians had uncovered this alien and thawed it out, releasing it, only for it to run rampant in their facility. Windows walks in on, the, on Bennings being possessed by the parasite, and Bennings escapes into the snow before letting out a ghastly scream and is then torched by McCready. Blair goes insane and destroys everything in the base and shooting at the crewmates and killing the dogs, so he's, abs he's subdued and locked in, in, in a cabin. Yeah, I can't speak now. You have practice. Uh, what are you I know. Doing? Locked in a cabin outside the base. The crew come up with an idea to test their blood compared to sample blood to see which is infected as the parasite's blood will attempt to, attempt to entangle with the sample. But when they reach the blood samples, they discover it's all missing. Tensions are getting high in the group and McCready takes control. The group finds Fuchs dead after he went missing, and Knowles goes alone back to the facility as he begins to suspect McCready after he found his torn clothes. McCready breaks in and threatens them to not to kill him. Norris dies of a heart attack, but soon after we discover that he was infected when Copper tries to resuscitate him, and, his, part. and his stomach opens to reveal the <clears throat> monster's set of teeth, killing Copper. Norris's head turns into a spider-like creature before McCready burns it to a crisp. An argument breaks out, and Clark charges at McCready, who then shoots him in the head. Mac notices that the thing is defensive The thing is defensive down to the cell, and devises an experiment with a heated copper wire. If someone's blood reacts defensively towards it, they know that they are a thing. Windows, Copper, Mac, and the deceased Clark were all shown to be okay, but when they test Palmer's blood, and he is revealed to be a parasite, he kills Windows. Mac kills Palm the Palmer thing, and Windows thing, before they could do any more damage. They go back to testing blood, and the rest of the crew, Charles, Knowles, and Gary, are also safe. The crew goes to check on Blair, where they find him missing in a tunnel underground where he's constructing an escape pod out of the helicopter parts, which confirms he is a thing. The crew starts to destroy the base in order to prevent any more deaths caused by the parasite, when Blair shows himself and kills Commander Gary. Finally, Knowles is killed off-screen, and Matt comes face-to-face -face with the ultimate thing, killing it once and for all. Charles then emerges from the wreckage, and at the ending of the movie, is open to him. It is open to interpretation. Was Charles a thing? Was Mac infected? We'll never know, or will we? There we go. Now we're all caught up. It's, some, it's somehow shorter the second time. <laughs> I know. But it felt longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, God. All right. So we'll get into our opinions. This is where we exactly where we Ryan, left off. You Ryan, you first. Go ahead. Well, before the other one. <laughs> Um, Wait, no, we're not recording! <laughs> I swear. <laughs> so, at the start of the movie, when the gunman's chasing the dog, right? Um, who was the guy that got shot? Uh, which one? Oh, the, the guy, guy, the... Uh, at the start of the movie, he got shot in the leg. Give me a second. That was... Uh... George Bennings. So, yeah. yeah. I, I found that scene really funny. Because, funny. You, know, you know why? Because when he got shot in the leg, there was no reaction. He just dropped because he there was no there was no he, all he did was just drop. I was like, mate, if I got shot in the leg, I would have screamed like, ah, oh, get my leg. But all he did was just oh, 
and then thud to the floor. I f- yeah, oh. I feel like they talked about it a little bit later though, because he's like it only it only grazed him. It wasn't like an actual mm. shot, like when when he was patching it up, and then he was acting like a pompous asshole going around going around the camp, going, "Give me a break! I got shot in the leg." Yeah, sex shut up, dude. What I remember from that scene is from when one of the Norwegians dropped a grenade, and it was just. Uh, no, dickhead. Uh, he tried to find it. Why did you try and find it? Did he just run that. for your life? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, why did you? If the grenade that? is gone and it's in the snow, you just run for your life. Exactly. There's no reason to try and find it. What are you going to do? It's on, if it's on solid ground, yeah, you can stop it. But I still wouldn't because there's no, there's no like. <laughs> well, I guess he's trying to save the helicopter, but even the Americans like, have a helicopter, so. Like, you could, like, it's. Yeah, it's, there's, there's no reason why. Yeah. Just. Just a little, and like the other guy, the other Norwegian, the he he when he dropped the grenade, he, he fucked off. He he ran really quickly. He like, oh, and yeah, the other yeah. guy, what was the purpose of trying to dig it out of the snow? He's just trying to save was... the helicopter. Right? <laughs> Still <laughs> pretty stupid. Uh, oh, so my first point, um, one thing that I really really enjoyed about this movie is that they were very smart characters. In any other horror movie nowadays, it's almost like. It's really stupid characters making dumbass decisions, right? Mm. Like, oh, I'm going to clearly go in this closet where there's a bloody murderer that's hiding there. Yeah, they're almost like, they're just oblivious to the, the imminent threat. Yeah, and also, it's like, like, nothing's wrong. Yeah, and also, um, like, even the situations there, like, I mean, it's, like, really normal to act like that because if, if some monster was trying to Im- imitate or creature was trying to imitate you and you say, like, you know you're not the monster... But, but you, you don't, don't know, know that. That's the thing, because it imitates you. So it's really scary. You, can't, you literally can't trust anyone. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, so in the in these situations, some of the smart things that they did um, were the blood samples. Taking the tests, that's one of the smartest decisions I've ever seen a horror movie character make. I, I actually put that as, oh, that's foible the second. That's as my favourite scene. I've got that as my favourite scene. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, Even when that doctor suggested eating out of cans and preparing their own food, because no one would really think of that. Like, I, I didn't think, because it's a parasitic cell and it, it's ever like, eating out of your own things and not sharing anything is actually, it makes sense. Mm. Because yeah. it could affect you just from, or infect you just from, just like low-level contact. Yeah, just from a touch. Um, mm. Another thing was, uh, what was it? Oh, McCready. When he made his speech in, um, like, when they first were determining what was going on, he said that, I know that I'm not a thing. And I also know that some of you are still human because Mm. if you all were infected, I would be dead right now because they would have all attacked him. So I like how these characters will stop and logically think about the situations Mm. they're in. And they're they're just a lot more smarter than any other horror movie characters that I've, I've really seen. It's mm. yeah. It's 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 really well done. Uh, your turn, Ryan. Uh, where should I start? <laughs> so <I'm gonna> talk. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I've, mine are mostly just facts. But like, um, I've got one scene where what I liked is just the overall monster, basically, mm. because like it's it's it is like pretty scary to like basically just don't know who to trust. Yeah. And. Even like yeah, it's just like like yeah, it's just one scary monster. But what I liked about it, even though it was nineteen eighties, like nineteen eighties movie, the see the like the effects and all that. Oh, the like, special it was, effects. It was it was a good standard like from today's. Oh yeah. It's like from today's um 
CGI and all that. Mm. Like, it was quite, well done detailing them on things, showing... The special effects are just beyond oh. perfect. And it was, they're, like, so disgusting. They're probably, like, one of the better, like, parts of the horror movie. They make the horror, like, more... Better. I, mm. I, like, I, I actually wish that um, all those... I wish they used effects like that nowadays. Because... Mm having that realistic sort of like they're using practical effects it's not cgi mm. having it there makes it feel a lot more real other than some cgi monster running at you and it's it, it's um i feel like if they use that sort of stuff like puppets and um stuff like that nowadays i feel like it would look amazing with the cameras that we have mm. but people have the money to use on cgi so they just do it and thinking that it's going to look perfect either way but watching this movie, I realized, wow, practical practical effects really does look a lot realer. Yeah, and they, they and have so much fun to make like the deep, like so many <coughs> details to make monsters like that today. And yeah, it's like better stuff, equipment, and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, imagine mm-hmm. that made today. Mm-hmm. One thing I was a little bit disappointed about was the starting scene with the the dogs or the the, the dog uh, in in particular, like. I, I had a little bit of background information before I went in to see, or when I, when I went to see this movie, uh, not went to, but when I watched this movie, um, but even back then, I feel like the trailers and stuff would have advertised, oh, there's a monster that imitates, um, people's things. So to me, it was, even though I haven't seen the movie before last night, it was very like, yeah, that, that's, there's not something, there's something not right about that dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, um, I feel like they, it, in terms of the movie, they wanted to make it ominous and you didn't know that there was anything wrong with the dog. You were, you were, they probably wanted you to think, why are these, yeah, why are these Norwegians? So I was so confused. I was like, why are they chasing the dog? Oh, <laughs> see, that's, that's the, that's the intended effect. Yeah. Right. But like, I feel like with me, cause I had a little bit of background on the movie and I knew what it was about. Mm. I kind of already knew, oh yeah, that do- that dog's a thing. Do you know what I mean? And I feel I feel like back then again the trailers would have advertised some some monster that's sneaking around them, um, and so it was it was just a little bit too obvious for me, and I kind of worked it a out. Of, a bit of like a cliche, or just it kind of you could have seen it coming from a mile away. Well, you know, when I first was yeah. when, the, when the dog was turning into the thing, I did expect like for its face to open up, yeah. and face to drop, and I was like, bloody hell! Yeah, there's some of the gore. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's, it's brilliant. Um, so my next point is it grips you in from the very start mm. it's it's very suspenseful for the whole entire way through mm. it's it keeps you on the edge of your seat you want to know what's happening next um and the score which was written by Ennio Morricone who's done work for I think he did uh oh no I'm thinking of yeah I'm not I'm not 100% sure what this man's done but he um I, w- I was thinking of the 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 prop designer um but Ennio Mor- Morricone he is a fantastic music composer and I feel like just the low bass notes added the biggest part of suspense for me because it was kind of it was just this ominous threat like leering in the background I feel like the music did a really good job at um uh emphasizing how suspenseful and how scary that this situation would be um so yes the music was great and the first transport transformation scene, as you were just saying, with the dog, mm. grotesque, oh. terrifying, 
and it catches you completely off guard. And it works perfectly to just set everything up. Mm. And all like all the dogs freaking out, like, and even that one dog when you see um when everybody comes around and sees like witnesses the monster, you see that one dog just melting, melting. It's just. And oh. then even the bit where it was like spurting that liquid yeah. out of the dog, I was like, what the fuck? I know, I was, I was like, oh, imagine, imagine like, you know, behind the scenes, but that, what do, that dog is oh. like, where is, where is this? Where is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I didn't like as well was, at, I think it was twice in the movie, they did a really cheesy, like, freeze frame and then it faded to black. It like they did that twice. I mean, that, that's kind of eighties filmmaking. Yeah, I know, but it was—it just kind of annoyed me a little bit. I mean, think about any old horror movie; they do that all the time. Yeah. Um, sorry, give me a second. I need to get back to my notes. Zach. Yeah, Zach, Zach was calling again. He did this the—he did the—he did this the first time. Hang on a second, guys. Oh I'm gonna—I'm gonna have to answer. Okay, we're back. We're, we're back. Um, we were up to uh, what's the name? The scene with Norris. Okay. The scene about Yeah. So, oh, the cheesy fade to blacks. So the the cuts. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really like those, but again, eighties filmmaking. You can't really blame it. Yeah. Uh, but um, the shots were just kind of cheesy to me. Um, eighties filmmaking in a nutshell, though. Yeah. Uh, Bennings, when he was revealed as the the thing, he was the one that went out and he was in the middle of the snow and he had the, oh, the one that you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That gave me chills. They all surrounded him and he let out that terrifying scream. He was like, like, like yeah, and it was just this horrible. That's, 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 that's the scene where he's in like the ice pit and they're yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's scream. I was like, because, because it's, it's like a siren basically. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that that terrified me, and it was fantastic. Um, again, the practical effects were incredible, and uh, they went on to inspire any like many other movies and media, um, as well as actually the Star Wars prequels. I think took inspiration from some of the costume design on some of the background characters. It was a very influential film, oh, like easily to say the least. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, the scene when Norris was revealed as the thing was incredibly shot. And completely insane. So that's when the stomach opens up, and he's got he, the defibrillators. So cool! It's so cool. Yeah, oh, he, and it that's catches that's you so off guard. Yeah, yeah. Same with me. Um, it catches you so off guard. He just has the defibrillators, and it's like, oh, all clear. Bang! His <laughs> stomach goes. It's, it's so sudden. It's so unexpected. Yeah. What do you put his arms? I, I, I thought you just like. Like, you should be stuck. But when, when it actually pulled, his arm was actually stuck, stuck in there, and he's, like, looking up, I'm like, ah, oh, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's gone, like... <laughs> My favourite uh, scene... Insane. Oh, one of my... Yeah, when the, when the spider head comes out, as well, and it starts mm. growing spider legs, that actually inspired a lot of different um, things in movies. I want to talk mm. about It, 2017. They took, they took a scene from that... And they had Stanley's head turn into a spider. I'm not sure if you know about that. You, you've, know. you've seen it. I've yeah. seen it, but I don't really remember it. Mm. Really so, it is. Ah. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of movies will pay homage to that scene in particular if they yeah. want to give credit to the thing, because yeah, that spider head, is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like even the episode in Black Mirror playtest. Um, they have the, the spider head. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there's also in that scene, there's also, it's also known as, I didn't know this, because, it, um, when I read the thing saying, 
it also had one of the most iconic quotes in it, mm. saying, You've got, got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the iconic. Um, best one line as well. Yeah. yeah. I've got actually well, my favorite I, quote here as what well. I, what I love about that scene is that, you know, that slow turn when they look at the spider, you know, both of the teammates are looking at the spider like. And then they go like, you got to be effing kidding me. Yeah. And then Kurt Russell turns around and he's just like, my favorite scene of the entire movie was mm. when they were testing the blood samples yeah so so tense intense Clark, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah Clark. When, when they, they found, found out he wasn't a monster, monster I was like, no. Bruh. Yeah, no. So, he, was, he was the one that jumped at um, yeah. the main and character, and flamethrower or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, And then he had yeah. to shoot him for self-defense. Yeah. And it was yeah. like self-defense, but like, yeah, I mean, uh, that was, that's when I was like, I thought he was a monster. Yeah. And that was like, that's when the tension was like pulled. Yeah. Mm. So like in that scene, I remember thinking, oh yeah, uh, the what's his face i always forget his name the one with the, the white eyebrows and like the slim face you know what i'm talking about slim shady <laughs> um he, he's the old guy and he he was making himself very suspicious and then right before his blood was tested the guy the guy before him started around started okay i i again i said this in the first podcast nothing really scares me anymore because I have been watching horror for so long, it's not funny. I and this scene, this scene, it caught me so off guard, and it scared the shit out of me when the blood just and pops up out of the dish, and I was like, "Whoa, fuck!" Like, that actually got me, because I did, no one expected it. No, it was like he was one of the most um like you wouldn't have suspected him to be, to be a red herring, yeah. Um, so they yeah when they found out everyone else was cleared, um. So, uh, when Palmer was revealed, when he killed Windows, that kill was awesome. So that's when his face opens up and the tongue shoots out, wraps around him, and then pulls him in. And that kill actually inspired the kill in Among Us with the tongue that comes out and pierces him. And he. Among Us. Yeah. Put Among Us in the title so you get more views. <laughs> put it, put it in the tags. Are tags still a thing on YouTube? Uh, yes, they are. Uh, so, as I said before, the movie kept you on the edge of your seat the entire time. Uh, the acting was bad at times, but it was the 80s, you can't really blame it. The 80s, the 80s, let's be real. Yeah. Um, and then there was a the scene at the end, uh, where, like, the climactic battle. I remember when Blair was revealed, and he first came out as, um, and he went to kill Gary, that's his name, the, the old guy. He put his hand... Like in his face, oh, and, and then started, he started grabbing, and then he like, like he pulled his whole face, like grabbing yeah. him. I was like, man, your face can't stretch that much. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, that that was a really good scene, really well done. And my favorite quote in the entire movie, when McCready comes face to face with the thing, and it just goes rah rah, and he goes, yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the best scene in any media, and I, I just I fucking love that. Um. Alright, so go through your rest, the rest oh, of your opinions. Yeah, um, I've got two facts behind the ending. Mm. Alright, so... You know the dynamite scene? 
Kurt Russell actually almost killed himself. Really? With a stick of dynamite. I didn't know that. With a stick of dynamite. So Russell threw an actual stick of dynamite during a scene towards the end of the film. He did not, however, anticipate it being so powerful, Russell was literally blown backwards after the device detonated. And this take was left in the film. So Really? Yeah. So he nearly died. Oh, wow. Okay. And the ending also, there was actually an alternate ending as well. An alternate ending? Yeah, and it's where McCready was actually rescued. And but, but he also had to test his blood as well. As well. But, but I, I think, think he said it was. I think it was positive. I'm pretty sure what he says somewhere saying his blood was tested. And it appears in the room his blood doesn't determine whether he was. Uh, he passes. So he, he was yeah. So he was not. Um, I think. Mm. Um, I have a, I have a fact about the ending, but just before we get into Ooh, that, the ending. <laughs> the ending. The ending. Um, I want uh, you just to go through. Do you have any more opinions on the movie you listed? Like, fa- talk about your favorite scenes or stuff like that. Just um, anything you want to add? I think, I think, I think I'm not. I just got, got more facts. facts I think. All right. Well, yeah. it looks like we're getting into the facts portion. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll take it in turns because I feel like we've we've all got. Um, a lot of different stuff so this movie is regarded as one of the greatest horror movies of all time mm-hmm. and it is john carpenter's favorite movie or it is his favorite movie that he's ever made so john, again john carpenter is the, the director and he was very disappointed when um the movie first came out and did poorly in box office so but but eventually it was it was re- reconciled and everyone loves it now it's an absolute classic that's just the thing with classic movies they they come out they're bombs but then it's like the all the critics have like a just a moment of fuck that's actually a good movie and then they reevaluate and they turn into classics yeah same thing happened recently with the joker actually um eventually like at the start everyone was really skeptical about it coming out and then um What's his? Uh, there was a bunch of critics that just kind of changed their mind. Yeah, so same with me. I like for, for when I thought about um the Joker, where it was actually society that turned to the Joker. But I kind of like the original, like where like um where he was yeah he was criminal from the start and then he fell into like a acid bowl thing and then and then turned yeah bleach or whatever and he. Turned into this creepy Joker thing, mm. but then once once, once I, I saw Joker, Joker, I thought, "Damn, this is pretty good." good. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that was really good. good. Next fact, your turn. Fact. Um, fact. So by the way, I didn't know this, but there was actually there was actually a reboot in 2011. Yes. Yeah. It's so it's it's not it's not a, it's not a reboot. It's 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 not a reboot. It's um it's it's a prequel. And what it is is so you know how they went went to the the Norwegian base and like explored and they were all dead and they had the yeah it's about what happened there so like the last scene of the prequel is the dog is the dog running across the the ice and the the helicopter chasing so it shows what happened at the um at the norwegian base so to be honest i i've seen bits and pieces of that movie it 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 looks okay in terms of a storytelling perspective, but I feel like they, they copied a lot of stuff. Well, well I've, I've seen the movie, like, through uh, clips, like uh, Toby said, and through just, like, reviews and stuff. Um, it's basically the same concept as the first movie, just done differently. And um, it's also... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Um, I don't know. Toby, go on. No, 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 I remember now. 
it's um it's it was a very like people didn't like it because it was a, like a decrease from the first movie like because they used cgi way too much and it's a shame because the first movie is so well known for its special effects and then the prequel is absolute dog shit it's like the cgi is barely passable it's like it, it, almost like a slap to the face of the first movie it's just mm. uh, from what i've seen I, I agree with you with that um but again i think from a storytelling perspective as i haven't seen the movie i think it'd be very interesting to see um and, and point out oh that's why that's there do you know what i mean but in terms of cgi yeah what, what from what i have seen did not look good it, it did and for 2011 as well I, mean, I feel like we've had a lot. We've had a lot better. Early two thousands wasn't very good for CGI. Let's be real. Yeah, but here's the thing: we had we had movies like Avatar out, which the the CGI is still still holds up, and that came out in two thousand. Was it two thousand nine or two thousand seven? Can't remember. It's one of those. Well, yeah, and the thing, the prequel, came out two years yeah. after that. And Toby, worse. Could, could you name a main character from Avatar? <laughs> no, you can't. It's no. the reason that movie succeeded so well is literally the CGI, but yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's known for its CGI. Mm, yeah. Um, whose turn was it? Uh, it was mine. So this is a really quick one. So the the popular game Among Us is actually based on the Thing movie, and um, what uh, the creators of Among Us have actually said in in the description of the game, I think it was on Steam. They were like based on. Um, John Carpenter's 1982 movie, The Thing. They, they've talked about how they drew a lot of inspiration from it. And even the map Polis was added because of um, the setting that the original movie was in. So yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. You'll go. <coughs> okay, um, I also have one question for you two. So, The Thing, do you think it was like, like a classic like by itself film, or do you think it was a reboot of something else? What do you mean? Like, there was a movie, a movie made before, or was there one that it was just originally, it was an original film? I remember reading something about it was based on something. I don't know. Apparently, because apparently, apparently most people think it was original or it was a reboot. So there's kind of like a bit of argument saying it's original or reboot. And I just want to know what you guys think. I'm glad uh, that you mentioned this because a couple of my points later talk about the original film, which actually came out in 1950 something. 51. Yep. 51. And it, it's, it was called The Thing from Another World or yes, yeah, I remember, I remember. A Thing from Another World. Um, and it was basically the same premise and it was... Um, but I, I'm not. I'm not too sure on the details of that movie. I just know that it that the thing was based on a thing from another world. Yeah. So <coughs> this is the plot summary. So it says scientists and American Air Force officials fend off a bloodthirsty alien organism while at a remote Arctic outpost. There you go. So yeah. But people still think it was an original film. But also other people think nah, it's definitely a reboot. Mm. So there's still a bit of argument till we today actually. So people don't know, but apparently, um, they say it's, uh, it's original, but like some people still say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so as I was to, again, I'll get I'll get into a little bit of that later. I'll, I, it's just an offhand comment. I'll mention it. Um, as as I said before, the, as it showed by the box office, the movie wasn't so successful when it first came out, but it instantly became a classic when they started airing it on TV and brought it out on DVD. 
because people were not again it wasn't well advertised back when it first came out so there wasn't many people going to see it they were like oh it's just another just another horror no, movie just another run-of-the-mill horror movie exactly because alien actually came out two years before and that was one of the best horror movies that everyone's seen. So a lot of people were thinking that um, the thing was almost copying off Alien's success. Wait, when did Alien come out? 1979. Really? Yeah. I always thought it came out like way, way later. Like I mean, 1979. Fuck. Wow. Um, that was a lot earlier. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you'll go. I think we're actually quite done. Are you serious? We're only halfway, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I think I'll put some more. Well, I do, I do, the only thing I have is probably the ratings. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll finish off mine because i got a lot more. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? So, when the Norwegian is yelling at the team at the start, this was really interesting. So you know you know what I'm talking about. Like he's 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 pointing the gun at the like dog, and he's 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 talking in Norwegian. That actually translates to "Get the hell out of there." That is not a dog, you idiots. Yes. Yeah, it's um it translates to "Get the hell out of there." That's not a dog, you idiots. What? Okay. Should I say how many minutes you can cut this? Oh, 33. 33. Okay. Um, cut this bit out. You should have gone, and I would have gone, okay. I got you, man. Okay. No, you're like, I'm like, what? What do you mean? Anyway, so yeah, that the the Norwegian that is said at the start like translates to get the hell out of there, that's not a dog, you idiots. So if they understood Norwegian, a very, very short movie, it'd be a bullet to the head of the dog and burn the body and be like everyone has a nice drink and everyone goes back to normal yeah um enjoying a nice sunny day in the arctic but that's that's terrifying to me can you can you imagine like if you if say if you were speaking in english what the fuck would you be thinking what do you mean that's not a dog it's clearly a husky like in this world aliens weren't exist like did not exist it's it's like and they're, and they're here that's not a dog and what the fuck is it it's not a cat <laughs> yeah no I, I just feel like that was a little thing. It's kind of creepy to me. Um, anyway, the practical effects were made by Rob Bottom, who worked on movies such as Robocop, Mission Impossible, and Fight Club, and went on to inspire many other movie creators. Uh, we actually... Actually, I'm not sure if you were in my media class last year, but they showed the, the scene with the spider head for um, media, because we were talking about practical effects. And it was... So yeah, that was my first exposure to the movie. Um, and, and yeah, well, I, I feel like if, if they're being, if scenes from this movie are being shown in film classes, that's, that shows the impact that this movie's practical effects had on the movie industry as a whole. Um, so Palmer's character was actually meant to be female. So the, Palmer is the, the stir crazy guy, like the, the, he was crazy and he was the mechanic, he was the one that was smoking a joint. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the, the thing from another world that originally had more females in its cast, right? So, uh, John Carpenter wanted more females in, um, the movie, but as the actress that they had just hired, like they hadn't even started production, uh, the actress fell pregnant and during the pregnancy, he decided that, um, 
if he made all the male cast, like all the cast male, it would have felt more closed off and less outsidey sort of thing. I don't know how to how to really explain it, but he eventually just because the, because the female actress got pregnant, he decided that he wanted an all male all male cast. Um, another thing was so the shot of the dog walking into the room with the shadow. Um, the 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 person that played the shadow that was on the wall actually wasn't any of the normal cast members because John Carpenter wanted it to be left up into up uh, into to interpretation speculation yeah onto who that person was that got infected first so we, we we still don't know who it was but there are some pretty good theories most people think it was Palmer that was infected first um, but yeah and my last fact and this is the this is about the ending. Ooh, so the ending. the ending may not be as ambiguous as it was left. So John Carpenter talked about in 2013 about the ending, and he claimed that he thought it was actually really obvious if they were a thing or not, because you can clearly see in the last, the very last shot, McCready is breathing. You can see all the, the fog see the coming fog everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can see it coming out of his face because it's cold. It's winter. But when it goes to uh, Childs, there's no fog coming out of his mouth at all. He's not breathing. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So, that's the, the little details. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it and it was on purpose. Like as I as I was saying, like uh, what's his name? Cool yeah, go back and watch it. You'll notice yeah. it. Um, so again, John Carpenter did that on purpose. He's like, yeah, no, Charles is a thing. McCready's not. But everyone was like, well, I don't know who the thing is, <laughs> because they weren't paying attention. But you can see, like McCready's breath is so vivid. Like you can see all of it going around his face. But then you you cut to to Charles, and he's you can't see anything coming out of his mouth. Because he's not breathing. Isn't there a theory that um, the bottle that um, McCready had was actually like gas, and he took a drink from it, and then gave it to Childs, and Childs took a drink from it, from it, and it's like a theory that the thing wouldn't have known the difference between the alcohol and the fuel, and it's like the last, wasn't the last shot McCready's face just stone cold type thing? Yeah, it was. Um, I I hadn't heard that theory actually, but that's, no, that's I, the I remember it was like I think it was in Dead Meat video or something like that. And it was like, um, the, it wasn't actually alcohol, and it was like he was testing um, if he was a thing or not, and dude, I don't know, passed or failed. It's up to speculation, because it was never really proven or disproven. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Because, uh, again, they, they made smart decisions throughout the entire movie. So, um, yeah. So, it wraps it up a little bit as we talked about the, the ending theory. Um, now... I feel like James should go first because this is your favourite film. Yeah, I agree with you. So we want you. So the way we do it, we do a villain rating, we do a rating on how scary it is, and we we do a rating on the movie itself. Okay. So, what would you rate out of ten the villain of the movie, The Thing? Well, it isn't really a singular villain like Friday Thirteenth. You got Jason, and Nightmare on Elm Street. You got um, Freddy Krueger. So, uh, maybe like eight out of ten because. He's not like a, the poster type villain, but he's more of an ambiguous type villain because it's like an omnipotent creature that's just is just a parasite, basically. Big words. Big words. <laughs> Big words. <laughs> All right. So an eight out of ten for the villain. Uh, Ryan, you you next. Um, I did eight point five. Really? Yeah, because I I really quite like the because the villain because like honestly you wouldn't 
expected. Like, like for, for example, when the Norwegian guy says, no, that's not a dog, you wouldn't... If, if you didn't say that, like, in English, you wouldn't know. But, but like, 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 the thing is, when the... the what's scary, what, what I find really scary, is that when it infects someone, you, c- you don't know, like, who it is. Mm. Except, like, like, you said in the detail, with the fog, and you can't see it breathing, but you don't know that, because... When, when like, like it'll, it'll just, just it'll just when, when you're, you're that's that's, that's the thing when, when you're alone, alone it'll just kill you and like take you and all that kind of like kind of like an Among Us basically when you're alone you don't want to be alone because someone will kill you but um yeah it's just it's just scary things it's almost one of the more scary villains because you don't know who it is exactly yeah it's and like you just look so real like when you're like if I'm talking to James and he answers every question back like normally like I think he's like a real person but he's actually not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so, so and then he tentacles out at you. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's just it's just creepy thing because you literally can't trust anyone. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I've got a pretty similar rating. Uh, I rate it great, the villain, uh, an eight out of ten, because again, it's just it's just pure scary. You you do not know who to trust this entire time. It's yeah. it's one of the more tense situations that they would they would put you in rather than just a just a man walking around the neighborhood killing yeah. people with with a knife. This villain is supernatural and it is scary. It looks amazing. Like when, whenever it comes out and whenever they do the transform transformation scenes, it just looks good. And it's um, it's just a sick badass villain that it would is genuinely terrifying because they are trapped. They can't go anywhere. They're in the middle of Antarctica. No one's out there except for the other researchers. Exactly, and I said something like this um, with the Wolf Creek podcast as well because they're out. They were out in the middle of the Australian mm. desert. If you are out there, there is nowhere to go. Yeah, you are stuck. Yeah, and you're dehydrated and you're gonna die. Of exactly. You know, Antarctica is actually classed as a desert, right? Because there's there's certain there's what's certain. What's the definition of a desert? It's just desolate land with no water for miles. Which I mean, you could always drink the snow, but drink of the snow. Yeah, yeah. lemon snow. Lemon snow. <laughs> lemon <laughs> snow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so it was an eight from James, an eight point five for Ryan, and an eight for me. Now we get on to how scary was the movie, James? Mm. So I I feel like there's different ways of like a horror movie to be scary because there's jump scares which is like it gives you an, like almost a hit of scariness and it goes back to whatever the fuck was happening before it then there's the um like the ongoing feeling of uneasiness which is my personal favorite type of horror because it's you're just uncertain about everything and you just don't feel comfortable which is kind of what horror movies should be and honestly with this movie they they do the second type of horror way more and especially with like the physical horror is really good the gore plus the the feeling of uneasiness and tense so i feel like it's an all-around type movie for scares so i'll probably say maybe eight and a half i reckon for scares ryan um well to me there wasn't like when scares there wasn't much like scenes that i found like really scary i just found it more like kind of only the scary part that i did like like oh it was like Probably when they were testing out the blood and the all of a sudden like it was not like you weren't expecting it like to be like just because you know that guy I forgot his name but he like once you think about it he hasn't like really talked yeah Palmer like yeah barely he's barely talked 
but, but no, no one expected him. him. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, because I didn't expect him. And then all of a sudden, when he tests the blood, boom, yeah. jumps out the blood. And that was like, I was like, oh my God. But like, there wasn't really much scary things. It was mostly just like, like, like gore is like, like just bloody, bloody and it was like ooh, but like I'm like in like, 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 like yeah, but um, there was a lot of like I'll probably just, just give this one probably a seven out of ten. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now this surprises me only because of my reaction to this. So again, I've been I've been watching horror movies a lot longer than you, and I'm very desensitized to it. I give this movie an eight. This is the first movie in a long time that actually scared me because of how tense it was. It, you didn't know who to trust. You didn't know who to expect. And even though I went into this movie knowing what it was about, I had no background knowledge on anything. The scenes that that were jump scares, like the the blood jumping out or the hands coming out, they were only they weren't scary in the traditional sense of a jump scare with with loud music, just a bang of music, and then I don't know, a flash of lights, and then they cut to another scene. It's it was the lead up to it that made it scary because it was so tense in these moments. And then when they did happen, it was like, holy shit, like that, that just happened. That fucking happened. Like, uh, so yeah, I, I, this is the first movie in a long time that's actually scared me. I give it an 8 out of 10 in that respect. So now, now we're moving on. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, now the big one. The movie rating. Movie rating overall. Um, honestly, I don't watch horror movies that much, and I'm not really a movie goer. Like I'm not really that much, but it's a very good movie, and it's an absolute. It's a classic. You can. There's just homages everywhere. It's just a really, really good movie. So I reckon I'll just give it an eight out of ten. Eight's all across the board, I guess. Nice. All right, Ryan. I actually gave mine the same rating, eight out of ten. Because, because I quite, quite like like the acting, mm -hmm. like it's, it's like, like really understandable about like how what, what they went through and all that. It's like, also it's what I really love about the movie. It's so it's really more down to earth type of horror yeah. movie. It's not the the stupid teenagers in the middle of the woods making being cha being chased that, by Jason yeah. and making stupid decisions. Yeah. These are like they feel like real people making really rational decisions dealing with this monster. And like the logic and all that, it's just like very like understandable like, they, like what they were going through, like you literally can't trust anyone. Yeah. And they're also like, like curious about, curious about like who's who and all that. The reason I'm laughing is that when I talk, I say, I say like a sentence, but I say my sentence, Toby flicks the mic to me after I've finished, then flicks it back. I'm trying to keep up because um, I say something and he's like, Ooh. and then by the time I've finished, he's like, oh, I missed it. And then he comes back. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, I, look, we, we, we filmed the podcast with two microphones because James is a special guest. We don't have a third. Um, we. So I'm trying my best to to anticipate when he's gonna talk. <laughs> Should probably give him a warning. Did it again? So you gave it an eight. Also, what I like is that, of course, the practical effects and also the story itself is just great. It's very simplistic, but it works really well. For me. This is one of the greatest horror movies I've seen for a long ass time. I think the last good one that I saw um, recently was Hereditary, which is a great movie. I want to I want to cover that. I've seen that. Seen it. It's fucking good. Uh, I want to cover that with you in a future episode because that's that's. A, ooh, I'm getting chills just thinking about that movie. Um, so, one of the greatest movies I've seen in a long time, 
And I feel like this is the staple. This is what horror should be. The suspense, the fear, the dwelling, just sense of insecurity, a feeling that you're going to die. And there's no, like, no matter what, you just, you can't get out of this situation. Plus, plus like the gore and the, it just, it all, it all, it's a perfect cocktail, basically. The, the practical effects, incredible, amazing. I wish they had stuff like that in today's movies. This movie for me is a nine out of 10. A very close 10, I think. It, it's so, yeah, 9 out of 10 for me. The movie's so fantastic. Again, it's it's one of the best I've seen in a long time. It was, there was never a moment where you were thinking, oh, this is too slow. This is boring. There was never one of those moments. So, yeah. And that's my final rating. And that's where we're going to wrap up the end of the podcast. So, in overall, we all thought it was a bloody good movie. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. Uh, anyone have any final thoughts? James, your first podcast with us. Very good. Very good. I think I did very well. Do you think, considering Toby's late to the mic to me every time, uh, I'm just going to sound like I'm jumping away from the mic every time because Toby's going to be flicking the mic around and it's just going to be... It's fine. Do you reckon you will join us for any other podcasts in the future? Depending. On what? If what if I've actually watched the movie. Fair enough. I, I don't think it, I'd be very much of a good input if I showed up to a podcast for a movie I haven't watched. Um, Ryan, any final thoughts? Alright, so uh, we'll wrap it up by. Okay, I, I was gonna talk. I wanted to talk about this to you live on the podcast because I want to decide. Um, my, my way of thinking at the moment is I think I want to do another one off movie. We'll get to the thing prequel maybe. A, a while, a, a while down the road, yeah. After we cover some some really good movies, so I think we should do a one-off movie. So with no sequels, just a one-off classic, and then get into Wolf Creek two. After that, what do you think about? Um, I really want to do Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch, yeah. Blair Witch Project. Um, and then we get to like Blair Witch and the the uh, the I think it's called the Cursed Book or something like that later down the line again because it's all about how classic the the original movie was and i feel like there is a lot to talk about with it there are a couple ideas i threw at you yesterday about other movies that we could do uh stuff like the shining i really want to do that the at one shining. Point. i'll be there for the shining good that is a good movie really good. I, don't, I haven't actually seen the shining we watched it we did yeah we did at zach's did we? yeah we did I think that was the first was time. I, was, was I there? there? Was, was I at work or something? No, you were there. I, 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 I probably fell asleep. He probably did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, yeah I probably fell asleep. But yeah. oh my god, if you're if you guys are doing a podcast like, on that, I'm there. Yeah, I, I, I remember there. watching like clips, clips of, of I've seen clips of it, The Shining, but um. For the, the second, second one, Doctor Sleep, Sleep mm. as a sequel. I haven't seen that. that I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. Too. I have. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a like, it's it looks too sci-fi, kind of. Like, I, I watched it. It was a, it was a bit of a letdown. But again, if we do an episode on Doctor Sleep in the future, I'll I'll save all my thoughts for that then. Yeah. Um, so yes, maybe I'll I'll run a, run few a run you through a few ideas that I have again, like yeah. Shining, Blair Witch Project. I really want to do at one point. Um, Oh, what were some of the other ones? Are you guys going to do any slashes? Oh, like, yeah. Friday, definitely, like, all of them. Are you going to do every single one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've done Nightmare on Elm Street. So we, don't, we don't really need to. God help I, I, I want to do those. I want to do one. No, no, no. We do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that again. Like, from our old podcast, mm. we'll do that again, because we, we've got a new layout. It's better production. Better. Let's, let's, let's be 
media. Oh my god, RT Media podcast. Yeah. An, an absolute, an absolute classic. Yeah, if yeah, you haven't seen RT Media podcast, podcast I, I recommend seeing it. Still it seems absolutely different in our voices. You should, you should, you should, just, uh, you should repost them. I, pr- I pr- probably should just uh, give a little background you on what we're talking about on those podcasts. Oh my god. And then I remember, I remember there was the Avengers one you never posted, and I was just in the background playing GTA. Yep. Um. So yeah, uh, what were some of the other ones I ran past you yesterday? There was the Grudge, oh, Scream, Scream as well. Oh, yeah. But I think I think with those, <laughs> I think with those, I wanna I wanna. I did the mic thing again. Um, so. Uh, with with things like Scream and The Grudge, I want to do all of the sequels as well, like the weeks following we do the original, because like I, th- I feel like all of them are as iconic as each other. But the stuff like uh, Wolf Creek and um, uh, The Thing, I think that the sequels are less iconic than the originals, so that's why we're putting them off a little bit. But stuff like when we get into Saw or Friday the 13th and stuff like that, we will we'll probably do a marathon of the podcasts so like one every week going through it what are you looking like that for <laughs> I saw you about to talk <laughs> okay James yeah um so yeah uh we'll, we'll eventually pick out of yeah, those those few movies I've suggested for next week um but after next week, we'll probably get into Wolf Creek 2, because I, we, we were supposed to do this this week, but we want to, there's, there's not many details about the movie. It's a good movie, but it's like, it's, it's not much that you can keep a conversation rolling. So I think maybe what we could do is do 20-minute podcast on that and release that as an episode 3 for that day. Uh, sorry, no, episode four. Episode, and then, episode 2.5. Yeah, and then, so on the same day, we could film a podcast on Wolf Creek 2 and then do another movie as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And we could have that just posted on the same day. I think that, uh, that's a good idea. question mark. Yes, because again, this is, uh, Wolf Creek 2 is a very, there's not, not much you can talk about due to the movie because again, it's not as iconic as the, the first Wolf Creek. Um, More of a continuation of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Because a lot, of, I was looking through notes on IMBD, which is where I get my trivia stuff. Um, and a lot of it's just rehashing stuff that was mentioned in the first movie. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I think we'll go now because Ryan's about to, to die. Oh <laughs> God! Yeah. So, um, thank you all for tuning in again. Um, we'll we'll leave it a bit of a surprise as to what we're doing next week because we don't know yet. Uh, thank you for listening to the thing. Thank you for listening to the thing podcast. Thing nineteen eighty two. Wait, do you this on Spotify or is it literally just YouTube? Yeah, YouTube at the moment, but we are trying to figure out how to try and put it on Spotify. Yeah, we will. But yeah, we plug everything. Subscribe. Um, Toby's got music, Blackwater Creek, you should go listen, Ryan's got a gaming channel, you post, kind of, <laughs> yeah, he used to post Fortnite daily, I don't, or, or fortnightly, I don't remember I, what happened I, to I that. Need, I need a good PC, mate. I've had a gaming PC for so long. Oh, oh my god. Alright, so yes, like, comment, subscribe, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.